0: Hello, all you lovely and traumatized humans. You dumb fucks. I love you all so much. So have you ever just been, I don't know, going about your day and noticed how dumb you are? <laughs> it happens to me all the time. I'm like, wow, I, I really don't know what I'm doing out here. Uh, the world is a big place. And, uh, you know, we're all just living in it. And it's scary because there's a lot of dumb fucks out there. I am one of them. <clears throat> but today we're talking about opportunity cost and time. And I was thinking about how much um, potential people have that's kind of lost because Maybe, I don't know, we're too busy working, or we're distracted by devices, or we're just scared of failing, and so we never reach our full potential. Um, And I'm going to start this with a quote by Henry David Thoreau um, that you've probably heard. It goes, the massive men lead lives of quiet desperation. What is called resignation is confirmed desperation. From the desperate city, you go to the desperate country and have to console yourself with the bravery of minks and muskrats. It's interesting that he wrote this, like, I don't know, 100 years ago or something, and it's still true, um, which is why he's such a great writer. I also wonder sometimes if some of the greatest writers of our time could uh, would have been as great in today's world because there are so many distractions and, uh, you know, it's just a different place. But... The average American, I learned this the other day, spends about five and a half hours each day on their phone. Some people never knew a world in which there weren't cell phones. But for those of us who do, it's reasonable to consider what we did with all that time. Like, what were you doing back in, I don't know, the 90s before you had a smartphone with those five to six hours of the day that you might be spending on a device? Myself, like many people, work on their phones. So That kind of substantially increases the daily time on a device. I use my phone to actually call people, like literally call them. Or log activities in Salesforce and occasionally text customers and check email, etc. Sometimes I do it to look people up on social media uh, who I might want to reach out to. I work in the event space, so a lot of events are very active on social media, and sometimes that's a better source of uh, information. So uh, I'm on my phone a lot during my workday. I'm also of a generation that didn't grow up with cell phones. We had a box TV and a boxy computer with very slow internet. My parents had dial-up speed internet until like three years ago when they got uh, fiber optic cables put in. They live in rural Wisconsin. So um, yeah, it, it took a long time to get high speed internet. Like my mom, when I was in college in 2015, 2016, my mom was going back to get her master's degree and she had to stay at work after after her work day to take classes online or to, you know, do assignments online and stuff because the internet at home was just too slow. Um, and that was not that long ago. We would also rent VCR movies. Oh, my God, VCRs from the local grocery store or the library. And like we had to wait until someone was done watching The Emperor's New Groove until we could watch it or whatever. <laughs> you know, you had to rewind it. And if you got one that wasn't rewound, it was like bad and annoying. And you're like, well, these people or whatever. I also read hundreds of books and I wrote a lot of, um, you know, like little kids stories and poems and stuff so without constant distraction. Um You know, by device distraction, really, my mind was free to wander and creativity could flourish and it did. There is substantial evidence that creativity is stifled by technology and that we are endlessly distracted and more prone to actually copy others creative works like uh, less is original ish, you know. On the other side of things, I, I do notice that, uh, you know, with endless information at your fingertips, you might find inspiration in places that you may never have discovered before. So that's, I guess, the flip side of it. What I wanted to know, though, is what Americans are spending their time on and where we could free up space for more productive activities. I think the depth of lost potential sort of lives in the time that we've all lost and I wanted to know where that time has gone. So the following statistics, statistics, statistics come from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics and represent annual averages from working Americans. So this is not kids. This is not retired people. These are people who are working. So the average American spends 9.7 hours on personal care, which includes sleep. So probably like, you know seven to eight hours sleeping and like an hour to two hours on personal care, showering, brushing your teeth, whatever, grooming, I guess, <laughs> doing lawn, uh, dressing and then 6.07 hours working, which I think is accurate. I mean, the eight hour workday is sort of like, are you actually working for all of those eight hours? Even if you're on the clock, like you're, you're taking a, a lunch break, you're taking you know, you're checking your phone. You're taking little breaks in the day. You're not like constantly working for eight hours, um, and then 1.5 hours on household activities, which I guess is like cooking, cleaning, whatever. 4.5 on leisure or sport. So this is working out and also watching TV and stuff like that. 1.23 hours eating and drinking, which fair. Uh, half an hour purchasing goods and services, which. Like, I guess it's like online shopping, which is kind of crazy. Like, I don't know if I spend half an hour a day buying stuff. Definitely not. Uh, and then another half an hour caring for household members. Um, 0.2 hours on religious and civic activities. And then 0.2 hours doing other stuff. So, on average, this is also sort of interesting. Those who worked at home did so for 5.4 hours a day. And those who worked at their workplace spent 7.9 hours at work. So, <clears throat> it's interesting because there's such a debate about like work from home versus working at the office. This did not measure productivity. This just measure measures time spent working. So five and a half hours working from home, spent working or eight hours at work, maybe working, maybe not, you know, <laughs> So our use of cell phones isn't isolated. So uh, you probably use your phone for driving directions and answering emails and speaking or any uh, number of other quite useful things. Like It's not all bad. Most phones have an app tracker. And according to mine, I utilize social media, an average of 57 minutes a day. Although I am busy, I don't have children or a family, which means I probably have more free time than many of my peers. So uh, most of my free time is spent running, writing, or reading. Lately, I've really been addicted to the Bridgerton series of books. like, uh, I, I started watching the series on a plane, but I was just like, I'm six books in and I just started the series. So, uh, yeah, I'm really addicted to reading and I like to read before bed for like an hour if I can. Um, if we think about time as if it were money, which we should, then wasting time is one of the most damning things we can do. Conceptualizing time as if it were money is useful when considering how to spend your time because you have to spend your time on stuff that counts, right? Right. Um, However, time is a limited resource. You can always make more money, but you can never get back wasted time. I like to think about time in terms of opportunity cost, which represents the potential benefits that an individual, investor, or business misses out on when choosing one alternative over another. What thing are you giving up to have another thing right now? So like what future thing are you foregoing for immediate satisfaction? Because opportunity costs are unseen by definition, they can be really easily overlooked. Uh, When applied to time, opportunity cost uh, can be pretty straightforward. Instead of spending 57 minutes on line each day, I could easily spend that time writing or learning a new skill, etc. In this example, I'm giving up time to be distracted or entertained right now. Time spent scrolling is not time spent reading or time spent working or time spent with a loved one, time spent thinking or time spent engaging in any of your other interests. Opportunity cost can also be used to consider questions like, uh, should a new mother go back to work right now or in a year or two? Like what is she giving up um, now or, you know, what future is she foregoing for an immediate thing, right? What is she giving up and what is she gaining? It is worth Uh, Or another question, maybe like, is it worth this is something I've considered, like, is it worth the time and energy to go back to school for an MBA or the cost? Right. Um, Would the future costs outweigh? The upfront cost is it worth staying up late watching videos online instead of getting a full night's rest? Probably not. Uh, when considering the inherent potential in each person to fulfill their own creative or industrious endeavors, there are hundreds of possible roadblocks any of us might encounter. Right, like you might have a, a financial roadblock, or a physical roadblock, or emotional, psychological, otherwise. Um, but one roadblock that is perhaps the easiest remedy is the roadblock of wasted time. I think most of us are wasting time that we don't even realize. And, uh, the app tracker on my phone is a good way to like, see like how much time I'm spending, not only on my phone, but on social apps in general, I was actually surprised that it was less than an hour because I was like, I check it a lot, you know, but I'm checking it. And if I don't have any notifications, then I usually just exit. Um, but that's still an almost a full hour of every day that I'm spending, like doing nothing productive, basically. Uh, none of us, had any choice about the hand we were dealt with in this life, uh, but we do have a choice about what to do with the time we have. I think that it's really important to note that we all sort of have not the same amount of time, because that's like the wrong way to put it, because all of us have different levels of busyness, different different responsibilities and stuff. And you might be thinking like, yeah, I'm like so loaded down with responsibility and busyness and stuff. Um and that's like a choice that maybe you weren't necessarily able to choose, right? Like maybe you have sick family or you know other responsibilities. Like maybe you have a lot of kids that you need to take care of, and that leaves you with very little free time. But I guess the question to ask yourself is like, what am I doing with that free time? Am I just so tired at the end of the day that I just uh, I just want to zone out and like watch TV? Uh, and but that it turns into like four hours or something, you know, like, what are you doing at the end of your day? What are you doing to uh, make time for yourself during your day? I think that the depth of lost potential is bottomless. Any of us can be as busy as we want to be. Um, And the cost of wasting time is measured only in what could have been. And I think that one of people's biggest regrets at the end of their life is not spending time, more time with people that they love. And also, um, being too afraid to do what they wanted to do. So (laughs) I think the saddest thing would be to like, I don't know, be on your deathbed and be like, damn, I wish I would have, you know, gone after that thing I wanted, but I was too afraid. Um, and I think that's my point, like, not to let, you know, small things like wasting time ruin, uh, your potential, but also not to let bigger things like fear ruin it as well. So anyway, that's all for me this week. I love you all. Bye.